several miles off the main highway, tucked away in a secluded canyon on prime vineyard property, stands a rustic barn that was built many decades before the vines around it were planted. In that barn, a sophisticated broadcast and recording studio has been built. The barn also has a well-hidden root cellar stocked with many of the world's most exceptional wines, only to be shared with guests who secretly come to offer their insights and tell their stories. Guests are sworn to secrecy and are shuttled to the studio aboard a John Deere tractor. Those who cannot make the journey in person are interviewed by satellite hookup, and sometimes the crew simply sneaks away with microphones in hand and interviews guests in barrel rooms, wine cellars, and other magical places. All of this is done like clockwork every single week so that we can bring you another episode of Grape Encounters Radio. Peel me a grape Crush me some ice Skin me a peach Save the fuzz for my pillow And it is time for your weekly grape encounter. And if you remember a couple of months ago, we had in the studio groups of winemakers, not just from the Nausa region in Greece, but also the region of Puerto Carras. And I have had the privilege to be the U.S. ambassador to the wines of Nausa. But the greatest privilege of all is now being in Greece and having the opportunity to visit the many small family wineries and enjoy the amazing wines that they make here that are mostly off the radar in the United States. And yesterday was a very full day, and we had the opportunity to go to the Chrisaho Estate, which is run by a family, and I have the husband and wife who are doing the heavy lifting here. It's Nana Chrisaho, who is with child, right? Of course. And your husband, Stathis Papadopoulos. I love the way Papadopoulos just rolls off the tongue. It's the most common surname in Greece. It's Papadopoulos. the most common. Yes. First of all, what a wonderful, beautiful winery you have, family operated, and started when? The, the history of the winery started of 1948 from my grandfather, then from 77, and then my parents start to build this winery and take the first vineyards. Yes, and then you came on board, and we'll talk about that in just a second. I do want to say that we're sitting at a sidewalk cafe in Nausa, and we're just a few doors down from where we had dinner last night. Stathos, would you describe that as a very typical Greek meal? Yes, yes. You tried uh, some uh, typical dishes, also materials that they're growing around 50 kilometers away. And so delicious. I think I'm addicted to the Greek tomatoes that taste like candy. Very sweet. They're so sweet. They're so unbelievably delicious. So I enjoyed that. But they kept bringing dish after dish after dish after dish. And you kept pouring wine after wine after wine after wine. And Greek habit. And you paired the wines with the traditional Greek foods. How well do the Sanomavro wines work with other foods from other cultures? Of course, um, you can uh, drink Xenomover with other foods of other countries because the wines are from Greece, Greek wines, but this is not necessary to drink with Greek foods. For example, Xenomover is cousin with Pinot Noir and Nebbiolo, and I know that uh, you know these two varieties. It's a red wine that you can combine with good meat, red meat, and sauces. 
I was surprised to see when we got here, and I've seen this at every meal, an abundance of food using sauce that is tomato-based. Mm, so yes. the tomato is very important to the Greek culinary experience, is it not? Of course, of course, because the tomatoes uh, here are very, very sweet. They're like candy. I mean, if you don't like tomatoes, come to Greece and you'll become addicted to the tomatoes. It's just amazing. And the typical aromas of Xenomobor is tomatoes and olive. For this reason, maybe the tomatoes seems better with Xenomobor. So how does that work? The Xenomobor is a very high acid wine, very tannic. So when acid meets acid, what happens? Happen an explosion. You have an explosion? Yes, of course. A flavor? Of course. So does the acid in the tomato make the acid in the Xenomobor lesson? Yes, but it's different the acid of uh, tomatoes and the acid of xenomobrol. Different kind of acid. Yes, the acid of tomatoes is more sweety acid. Yes. But xenomobrol is more hard acid. For this reason, uh, tomatoes can equilibrate a little bit the acid of xenomobrol. Okay. Now, I'm going to get into an area that is, I know, very difficult for both of you. But I do want to ask the question because we're here at a time of great economic crisis in Greece. And when I arrived at the airport almost midnight, people were in line maybe 200 persons deep, a lot of people for the ATMs. People were taking out as much money as they could get. And then after that day, it was only 60 euros that you all can take out of an ATM per day. How does all of this make you feel as successful winemakers who are now on the verge of really getting your wines all over the world? Does it scare you that this might interrupt your success or does it give you more reason to try even harder? I think that's a new start for me because the crisis is not only economical, in my opinion, it's also political and most of all it's a crisis in our society because we have to reinvent ourselves and be a part of the world because times are changing. We used to be like a Balkan country but it's not uh, like this anymore. So we have some uh, bad things, uh, bad issues that we have to fight against but it's also a big uh, opportunity especially for the younger generations to change uh, their selves and their minds and be a part of the new and, world. And, and are they taking it seriously now? I think, yes, yes, because in uh, previous times it was more easy to do something and to be good and successful. Now you are not only competitive with the rest people in your country but with all over the world. So it's yes. totally different. For yes. example, before uh, 20 years you have to competitive with a, a next vineyard to you. Now I have to competitive uh, with Argentina, with Chile, with so many countries. Well, virtually winemakers throughout the world yes. now. I think that don't scare this. The Greek people are people that have courage and can go far, far away. What has surprised me, almost shocked me, is the fact that I have met so many people in the last few days and I haven't met a single person that seemed overly troubled by what's going on. Everybody had their happy face on and have been very optimistic. I guess that's all you can do, right? Plus, you're in an industry here that is poised to explode. And I don't think you could be in a better business than the wine business here in Greece. Am I right? Yes, that's truth. So I want to turn to you, Nana, because you are something very special here in Greece. I mean, you'd be special any place. But here in Greece, especially special because you are a woman winemaker. And there are not a lot of those, are there? 
Of course. It's difficult because for this time, this job of winemaker is more a male job. But if you love something and if you try, I think that uh, you can do many, many things and better for man. But tell me how this all happened in your family because you left Greece and went away to study and then came back and began getting involved in the winemaking process. First of all, tell us where you studied and tell us who was making the wine before you came on board. I studied in Italy in the zone of Piemonte and uh, with the famous wines of Barolo and Barbaresco, uh, as they don't you know. know any, they know nothing about wine in Italy. Ah. Uh, <laughs> so what a great place to study. And yes. then you were there for how long? Four years. Four years. Four years. During that same period of time, you could have become a doctor. Yes. Also, the enologist is a doctor, no? A doctor well, for the course, grapes. Well, of course, yes. Okay, good. You can deliver grapes. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you came back after four years of studying. Did your family support you going away to study, to come back and make wine? Yes, of course, because uh, it's normal that a father have a winery wants also the child to occupate with uh, this job if it's possible. I have the support of my parents in uh, all these four years and uh, then when I came back, I started to make the first pass in the winery because uh, I think that the education is important but also important is the experience and with the years I am uh, the capital this moment in uh, the production in the Winery. Okay, so you are one of the very, very highly respected winemakers here in this region. You have an awesome reputation, and I can say firsthand that you make lovely wines. But when you came back, your uncle was making the wine. So how close an eye was the family keeping on you when you first started to jump into the winemaking process? Hey, of course, the first pass is difficult because you are a child with education, but it's not seem that you can, and also you are a woman, you can uh, produce a wine. And for this reason, I had problems because every day I must prove myself what I am. Stathis, how proud are her parents and how proud are you of her? I think uh, her parents are very proud because uh, it's also one uh, of few women enologists in Greece yeah. and also have exceptional wines. And I am two times proud because except from being a very good enologist, she's also a wonderful As wife. Well. Yes, because she's take care of me and I think it will take care of my child also. So I'm going to so. end it with this. I wish we could talk all day, but yeah. there is only one thing that I know that is more difficult than making wine and you are doing that, Nana as well, and that is making a child. Congratulations. Thank you for you visiting here and our uh, winery and uh, have a, a company with us. Oh, it's been su and, such a pleasure. And, and of course, we're expecting you whenever you want to come back again. No oh, problem. trust me. I really look forward to that. And I thank you so much. We're going to move on down the road now and talk to some other winemakers here in the region of Nausa. We'll be back with more Grape Encounters right after this. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. We like to talk about wine. We're all guilty of sin. We open a costly bottle of wine and recork it with the intent of drinking the rest later. But later comes and goes, and that delicious wine also goes. South, that is. The Coravin is the most reliable way to enjoy your wine without any concern about the unconsumed wine going bad. And while the Coravin wine access system costs a bit more than other preservation systems, it does something they don't. It works perfectly. The Coravin is a beautifully engineered handheld device that gives you access to your wine through a small needle that you gently push straight through the cork. 
inert argon gas is injected into the bottle, while as little or as much of the wine that you want flows right into your glass. The argon gas keeps your wine so safe, it's as though you never opened the bottle. Want to learn more? Simply click the Corbin link online at GrapeEncounters.com. A wine is a terrible thing to waste. Get your Corbin at GrapeEncounters.com. A lot of people ask me why Manzanita Manor's incredible Portuguese dessert wine is called Two Horse. Well, the reason behind the name is as extraordinary as the wine itself. It's because the owner and winemaker at Manzanita Manor Organics actually uses two beautiful horses to pull the plow on her farmland. When you take your very first sip of the Two Horse Vineyard's irresistible dessert wine, you'll immediately experience the winemaker's unparalleled connection to the land. It's what really makes it so good. You can purchase this exceptional wine online, as well as their purely delicious walnut oil, 100% organic heirloom walnuts, and free trade chocolate-covered walnuts. To learn more about all the Manzanita Manor Organics products, visit mmorganics.com. You can order all their walnut products there and bottles of two horse, of course. Purchase and shipping subject to state and local regulations. Please see mmorganics.com for more information. You are listening to Grape Encounters Radio, where we tell you things your parents never taught you about wine. But don't blame them. Grape Encounters wasn't around in those days. Here's your Grape Encounters host, David Wilson. And we are back with our special edition of Grape Encounters Radio, coming to you from the historic Nausa wine region of northern Greece. Now, even though the Sonoma of Rogue Grape has been around since the days of Aristotle and beyond... The wines made from these grapes are gaining popularity faster than ever before, thanks to the efforts of numerous winemakers that have joined the effort to make the varietal a favorite among wine lovers around the globe. Relatively new to the winemaking business is Stavros Kokonos, founder of the winery that bears his family name. Now, Stavros doesn't speak much English, but his partner, Ellen, was pleased to assume the role of interpreter as we sit down to visit these delightful people at their very picturesque winery. Also joining in on the conversation is Stavros's good friend, Apostolos Themiopoulos, one of the most successful winemakers in the region. And I'll be asking Stavros a loaded question concerning Apostolos, and I can't wait for the answer, so stay with me. Our interview takes place under the shade of a mulberry tree, laden with delicious ripe berries, which are absolutely addicting, just like the beautiful wines that Stavros has been pouring for me. So pull up a chair and join us, but don't hog all the berries or the wine. Yeah. Hi, David. <laughs> Hi, David. And, and ladies and gentlemen, that is the most English we're going to get out of Stavros Kokinos. Wait, it's a poetic. Stavros Kokinos. Ah, very good. Anyway, we are now sitting at the Kokinos Winery with the remarkably handsome Stavros, the radiantly beautiful Ellen. Say hello, Ellen. You speak English, though. Yes, I speak English. So you translate for Stavros. Yes, I translate for him. And so you can tell him whatever you want to tell him, right? And he wouldn't know. 
the difference, right? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us what we have consumed so far. I don't even know what I'm up to at this point in time. 2011, I believe. 2011 and loving it. I can translate it. Well, yes, of course. Please. Greek, eh? For travelers. Well, no. Then you want can, to translate no. Yes, of course. He can tell me, and then you can translate it, and it'll be lovely. Ah, okay. Λοιπόν, τι έχουμε εδώ, λέει. Έχουμε ένα 2009. 2009, and also uh, a rosé, and a rosé. 2015. Rosé 2015. Oh, now they're both speaking. They're both speaking Greek. Apparently, I've not explained this concept well enough. So, let's go again. The wines that you have for sale... Τα κρασιά που έχεις για πώληση... Are Ξινόμαυρο and some rosé. Είναι Ξινόμαυρο και ροζέ. Yes. Yes. Okay, and now we're doing a library tasting right now. What, five different Ξινόμαυρο, right? Πέντε διαφορετικά Ξινόμαυρα. Και μία χρονιά του Black Rooster. And one year from for Black Rooster. Yes, and I think I have one more wine to go, and then I get the grappa. Έχουμε ακόμη ένα κρασί να γευτούμε και μετά πάμε στη γράπα. Yes. Why do so many of the Greek winemakers make distilled spirits as well? Γιατί πολλοί νοποιοί κάνουν επίσης και απόσταξη από το κρασί. Είναι παράδοση της Ναούσας, η απόσταξη. It's a traditional for us in Ναούσα to make grappa and τσίπουρο from grapes. That his only real goal in life is to be bigger than Apostolos Themiopoulos. Είναι μια πολύ σημαντική ερώτηση αυτή που θέλω να σου κάνει. Είναι αλήθεια ότι το goal της ζωής του, αυτό που το θέλω του νέου στόχος του, είναι να γίνει ανώτερος από τον Απόστολο το Θημιόπουλο. Πολύ καλή ερώτηση. Very good question. Αλλά δεν έχουμε... Είναι τόσο φίλος του Απόστολος που... Okay. He's a very good friend. He doesn't want to disappear, Apostolos. So Apostolos Themiopoulos is sitting here with us. Was that a beautiful gesture on his part? Beautiful? My first? Huh? Actually, follow my road, and I don't communicate with someone. So if he got to be as big as your operation, you'd be proud, right? Oh yes, of course. And then would you then try to sell your winery and vineyards to him? He has three sons. I has a daughter. So I have a daughter. So we can work together. This is how this works. Yes. At some point, Apostolos is going to be tired of doing this. You got into it relatively recently, so you need to. And he's curiously. You only need to make it big, and then show up at his place sometime and write him a check. Ah, να το γράψω τα τα μπέλια του και να του γράψω ένα check αφού έχει κουραστεί όταν έχει κουραστεί.
Εντάξει τώρα, αυτά είναι μακρόπλα σχέδια. Δεν ξέρουμε, θα δούμε κάτι κορίτσα κάνει. Ακόμα ένα κορίτσι. Κάτι θα δούμε. Είναι πολύ δύσκολο Τι είπες ότι μπορεί να είναι στημένο Άντα τα κατάκλωσες Αλλά είναι πολύ δύσκολο να κάνει μια συζήτηση στην Ελλάδα Πάντα κάτι προκύπτει λέει Τώρα ήρθε κάποιος κύριος να φέρει κεράσια Πιθανό λέει να είναι κλεμμένα λέει Πώς το λέω I can only say this, Alan. All chaos has broken loose here because it's hard to keep their attention, yes, especially when they have no idea of what you're saying, anyway. Yes. Right? Anyway, yes. but good friends for a long time, you two. Very good friends. Very good friends. Yes. Stavros is a new player at the vinification. For years, he's growing grapes and other fruits, but he's bottling only the last years, so 2009. And every winemaker in Ausa must be care him and discuss with him about wines, about some problems probably there are. So it's the brotherhood of the Sonoma Row wine growers, correct? Yes, that's right. So what Stavros is the most important. Thing that you have learned from Apostolos. Ah, Don't say changing diapers because. Yeah, we know that. Oh, he has pampers, then he has made of the other. No. Apostolos <laughs> Actually, his rooster. You love his rooster. His rooster. Okay, all I can say is I'm glad you said that you loved his rooster and didn't use a different term. Okay? All right, so that's going to do it. I miss the grappa. When we return, I'll take you to one of the region's biggest wineries, founded by a very renowned fourth generation Greek winemaker. From Nausa, Greece, this is David Wilson, and you're having a Greek grape encounter. If you'd like to hear more no-nonsense talk about wine and all the fun that goes with it, check out winetalkshow.com. At winetalkshow.com, you'll find a massive library of content for fun-loving, unpretentious people who aren't afraid to step outside the lines and challenge conventional wisdom. We'll take you places you've never been before. That's a promise. Expand your wine horizons in unimaginable ways at winetalkshow.com. Nestled between world-class Paso Robles and San Luis Obispo wine countries, the warm and inviting city of Atascadero is the humble heart of the Central Coast, with access to endless wine country adventures, including wine and olive oil tasting tours, artisan farm experiences, food, wine, and cultural events. Historic Atascadero's cozy and oh-so-friendly atmosphere make it the perfect home base for Central Coast tourists. Discover more about the heart of the Central Coast at visitatascadero.com. We're all guilty of sin. 
We open a costly bottle of wine and recork it with the intent of drinking the rest later. But later comes and goes, and that delicious wine also goes. South, that is. The Coravin is the most reliable way to enjoy your wine without any concern about the unconsumed wine going bad. And while the Coravin costs a little bit more than other preservation systems, it does something they don't. It works. The Coravin is a beautifully engineered handheld device that gives you access to your wine through a small needle that you gently push straight through the cork. Argon gas is injected into the bottle, while as little or as much of the wine you want flows right into your glass. The argon gas keeps your wine so safe, it's as though you never opened the bottle. Want to learn more? Click the Coravin link at GrapeEncounters.com. A wine is a terrible thing to waste. Get your Coravin at GrapeEncounters.com. Grape Encounters is 100% estate grown. We have, however, removed the pretentiousness and added a healthy dose of fun. And now, Grape Encounters with David Wilson continues. Welcome back to Grape Encounters and our special edition coming to you from northern Greece. We now go from one of the new Rising Star family-operated wineries in the Nausa region to a formidable and breathtaking estate that was established by one of the leading figures in both the Greek and European wine industry, Giannis Bataris, a renowned and highly respected fourth-generation winemaker. Now, as much as I wish I could take all of our listeners to some of the amazing places around the world that we're invited to visit, I can't. However, I thought you might enjoy the next best thing. So I'd like to take you on a rigorous virtual walk under the exceptionally warm Greek summer sun and let Lambros Papadimitriou, the sales and marketing director of Kiriani Estate, give us a crash course on Greek winemaking, the Sonoma Pro varietal, and this absolutely stunning property. Now, since I can barely walk and chew gum at the same time, I've asked Lambros to take the microphone, and I'm going to let him take all of us on a 10-minute guided tour that will make you eager to come to Greece and discover the historic wines of Nausa for yourself. So now let's wander down the hillside with Lambros as our guide. But be sure to hydrate, because it's a warm day here in Greece. The wines love it, but once we get to the bottom of the hill, we're going to have to come back up. And I have a feeling there's going to be more than a little sweat involved in making that journey. So without further ado, I'm handing the microphone to Lambros Papadimitriou. So welcome to Kiryani, everybody. Here we are on the middle of a 55 hectares estate in the heart of the Nausa producing zone. This estate was built in the 60s when Kiryani was still part of the Big Butari family business. And Kiryani bought this land, 50 hectares, which is now 55, and planted here mostly three red grape varieties, Xinomavro, Merlot, and Syrah. So let's walk. Kiryani is a name, Yani is a name, and Kir is like Sir, but very collegial way, and that's the way people were calling after Mr. Yani Butari when he's in business, and he's well known as Kiryani. So when he split the business with his brother in 1997, he decided to use this name for his own business. As you can see here, the whole vineyard is separated in different blocks. We have uh, something like 40 different blocks, which give us the opportunity to vinify differently and to have in the end for the 
the blending very different qualities and characteristics of the wines produced from each block. So how diverse are these blocks? How big? No, how diverse are they? Well, uh, within our tasting, I have some Xenomavro from different blocks, and you're going to see how the different soils and the different orientation and the different plantings give a very different result. So we're going to see that during the tasting. They are very different. In some cases, you have very acidic soil, and in when you go into the vineyard, on your right-hand side, you have more acidic soils. In your left-hand side, you have more calcareous soils. For example, this vineyard up there, over the lake, this is our best Xenomavro vineyard, which we vinified separately in our Diaporas label. And this has both the best orientation, as you can see over there, and also the best soil, which is a very calcareous. This vineyard was planted in 1972, so you have also the age required to produce very intense and dense and, and concentrated fruit. And this soil makes the most difference. So the calcareous soil, does that subdue the natural acidity in the Xenomavro? The calcareous soils give less acidic uh, Xenomavro, and that's what we like, because uh, Xenomavro is naturally very acidic. So if you add to that the acidic soils, they give more of a color and more of the intense nose and uh, aromatic character, whereas the more calcareous soils, they give fuller body and more balanced Xenomavro. Mm. Blending the both, as we do in our label Ramnista, gives us what we can see as a very a good result in balancing the acidity, the tannins, the body, and the aromatic structure of Xenomavro. The first plantings, when it started, it's 60, they had to prune a forest here. So when they started the plantings, and the earliest plantings are from the 1970s. Back then it was belonging to the Butari company, but when Kiryani split the business with his brother, he bought this back, and this was the start for his own uh, business. And the winery in the middle, in 1997, used to be a tractor house. So that's why the winery is a, is a kind of a patchwork. And behind us here, you'll see that we built the new cave. So this patchwork continues. We continue to expand. A new cellar is due, and that's why we start developing the cellar right now. As I said, we don't own only this winery. On the other side of the mountain in Amindon, we own another winery, which is uh, even bigger in terms of production. We produce here something like 250,000 bottles, which are the estate-grown labels. And on the other side, we produce something like 750,000 bottles, which is more the whites, the rosés, and the entry-level wines. So you're the gallo of... Oh, I wouldn't, no, so yeah. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say the gallo. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, the average family producer in Nausa might produce something like 15 to 20, or some others which are bigger uh, might produce something like 70,000, 80,000 bottles. Of course, if you compare to that, 250,000 bottles is uh, rather large. Yeah. Butari still is the greatest here, and the Tandali also produced some, uh, some Nausa. So, yeah, I think we have established ourselves as a mid-sized, but yet again, you know, with a very good expansion potential. How far do your wines reach in terms of distribution? Well, we are currently in uh, 22 countries, from the U.S. to Australia, all over the world. Of course, with a focus in Central and, and Western Europe, U.S. and Canada, and then in Asia, we export to China, Korea, Singapore, and Australia, as I said. If you had to say who appreciates these wines the most outside of Greece, what would you say? Well, I would say that our wines is something to be discovered. We are talking about, in exports, what we sell most is uh, the indigenous varieties, which are unknown 
to the wide world. So, uh, yes, uh, you know, if you had enough of the Cabernets and the Pinots, then uh, Axinovaro might be an interesting choice for you if you go to restaurant. And I think that's where we are looking into. Where are you getting the most traction outside of Greece? Well, of course, the on-trade and restaurants, Greek restaurants, where the gastronomy is, uh, you know, countries like Germany, Belgium, the U.S., where we're also very new, very classy Greek restaurants uh, appear. Uh, that's where we are looking into. We move down to the Kula. Kula, this is the, the tower which uh, used to be here from the 19th century. It has been restored in the 90s and now it's the part of our logotype and part of our identity. It's just a watchtower over the region, but it looks nice with the oak tree and uh, very characteristic. So is this all your property as far as the eye can see? Uh, not the ones down there. Not those. But uh, until the woods and it goes a little bit down, down there as well. This is the Syrah block and you can see the two olive trees. These are perhaps the last olive trees you will find going high into the mountain uh, because the olive trees they stop somewhere you know more into the plain and because there are two that's why we named our Syrah blend the Dioelias the two olives or two olive trees in Greek. Now do you produce a single varietal Syrah? We used to. 2004 we changed the single varietal to a blend with uh, Merlot and Xenomavro. Okay what's the proportion on that blend? 60 Syrah 30 Merlot and 10 Xenomavro. One of the things that makes Nausa so unique is uh, the very interesting change in hills and directions and soils and it's so spectacular that you can find very different results from one hill to the other. The next hill that you see is a Stranza where Pundis has his winery and the one behind which we will see from the winery is Gastra where Caridas is placed. So one hill after the other gives a different result and a different Xenomavro. So we're pretty much on the far end of Nausa at yeah. this point, right? Yeah, well the zone doesn't end here. We are in the northern part of the zone. There are some more, let's say, sub-crews going further north, like Polanera. But uh, we are in proportion to, let's say, Timiopoulos. He's the, the far south. That direction, yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. So, but we are all in the slopes of the same uh, mountain, uh, Vermion. Vermion is a mountain, it's 2,050 meters high. It's one of the famous ski places in Greece. Oh, really? The Nausians are very proud of their skiing and champions. Not worldwide, but, you know, at least on, on local level. And the skiing resort is is on the other side of, of this hill, so, so you, you don't see it from here. Why didn't they put it on this side so you could ski down for a glass of wine? No. I have no answer. <laughs> In the grand scheme of things, Thymiopolis would be how many kilometers away from us here? Uh, something like 20. And then how many Another further? Another 5 to 10. 5 this way. Yeah, so okay. the whole thing is around 30 kilometers. It's a strain of land, uh, 30 kilometers from north to south, and maybe 5 kilometers from east to west, and that's the Nausa region. That's as big as it is, it's not very big. Okay, well, it's time to take a break. So, while you're listening to these messages, we're going to hightail it back up to the winery where a very extensive tasting of the wines of Kiriani await us. This is David Wilson with a very special Greek grape encounter. Connecting winemakers, wine lovers, wine adventures, and all things wine from around the globe. You are listening to Grape Encounters Radio with David Wilson, broadcasting from our wine cellar studio in idyllic Atascadero, centrally located in the Central Coast wine country of San Luis Obispo County, California.
have a thirst for wine knowledge, be it trivia or the latest trends, there's a website that's overflowing with content that we've created just for you. It's GrapeEncounters.com, where you'll find literally hundreds upon hundreds of stories and interviews covering almost every topic imaginable. From the world's most colorful and renowned winemakers to unforgettable wine adventures, there's something for every wine lover at GrapeEncounters.com. Go ahead, log on, uncork, pour, swirl, and sip. If you love wine, then you probably love to travel, too. And there are two places you should really visit soon. The best part is you don't even have to pack a bag or leave your house. If you're looking for adventures in wine, log on to GrapeEncounters.com. There you'll find an audio library of more than 300 stories that will take you virtually anywhere you want to go. At GrapeEncounters.com, you'll find short subjects as well as full stories. All audio can be downloaded with one click, and you'll be amazed at the broad range of subject matter. Another place you really should visit is our Facebook group page. Simply search for Grape Encounters Radio or click on the link on our website. The Grape Encounters Radio group has become a formidable place for wine lovers to exchange ideas, introduce products, and share upcoming events. If you're not already a group member, then join the party on Facebook. Grape Encounters is more than a radio broadcast. It's a family of like-minded, fun-loving, unpretentious wine lovers. Come fill up your glass today. Nestled right in between two world-class wine countries, Paso Robles and San Luis Obispo, the warm and inviting city of Atascadero is the perfect gateway to nearly endless wine country adventures. Cozy and oh-so-friendly, make historic Atascadero home base for adventures to hundreds of surrounding wineries, the nearby Pacific, and magical Hearst Castle, plus an amazing array of attractions from ziplining to delectable dining. Discover all that affordable Atascadero has to offer at visitatascadero.com. with Grape Encounters Radio, and we have just finished probably the most extensive wine tasting I have been to in a very long time here at Kiriani in Nausa, Greece. And joining us for this tasting, I was very glad to have a father-son team who run probably the most elegant Greek restaurant, certainly in Brussels, maybe in all of Europe. Is that a safe bet, George? Um, or you don't want to take that? <laughs> not yet, not yet. We are on a very good path, however, as uh, expanding and showing to Europe how Greek food can evolve and what we have to offer as a small country as we are and, and for now. And we're sitting here with your dad, uh, Stephanos. Yes, hello. It's so nice to have you here. We've got a chance to walk through the vineyards here and, you know, really look at the various blocks of grapes and what a difference between the various styles of Sonoma Row wine here. You said something to me as we were walking around. You said you didn't really like to see Sonoma Row blended with anything else. You're a Puritan. Yes, yes, because I think people now wants to know the Greek grapes, the Greek varieties. So I'd like to have 100% Sinomavir in the bottle and not a blend with uh, something like French varieties or something else. So you live in Brussels now, but you grew up here in Greece, is that correct? Yes, I grew up in uh, Piraeus, the harbor of Athens. Yes. And I've been to Brussels to study hotel management. Then I get back to Greece and a few years after that I go back to Brussels to open uh, my first restaurant. It was, uh, it was uh, the name was Uzeri. Uzeri. Yes, this is the first Uzeri. Uh, Uzeri 
illusory, it's a kind of restaurant grease. And the illusory, we eat a lot of octopus, calamari, you know, it's like a small mezze. Yeah. So, um, Strophilia, the new restaurant, uh, what, Uzeri was 50, 25 years ago. Really? And 10 years after that, we opened Strophilia. And the Strophilia, it's, uh, you know, it's a big gourmet restaurant in Brussels. I think in, yes, in Europe, you're right. It's uh, one of the best Greek restaurants in Europe, as our clients, clients says that, not me. <laughs> <laughs> But you do a heck of a business, right? And George, you work side by side with your father, right? Yes, I'm uh, not currently in Brussels. Uh, I'm a bit traveling around the world. What are you doing? Uh, well, I'm currently working in the tourism sector from London and then moving to f into France for the for six months of the year. However, tasting as soon as I can different wines all around the world. I also studied in San Francisco, so very close to Napa Valley, discovered the American way of doing wine. And not far from where I'm based, Paso exactly. Robles. You know Paso exactly. Robles? Uh, I've, been, I've passed by. Well, next there. time you I've come down, I, I will definitely show you around because it's been so interesting talking to you guys. You carry all Greek wines at the restaurant, correct? Yes, that's what I wanted to say. Uh, I think we have we have the reputation of the, of the of the best wine list in Belgium as a Greek restaurant, of course. Yeah, and that, by the way, is saying a lot, right? Because Belgium has become really, in many ways, the center of Europe, hasn't it? Well, it is. Brussels is the capital of Europe, so we see there all these people who comes from Europe and from America, of course, because it's the center. We have uh, the NATO, we have uh, the Euro control, we have the common market. So it's a we have a lot of different people and it's very interesting because all these kind of people comes to the restaurant so it's very exciting and I made a little joke with you earlier we were talking about you know if I came to your restaurant would I get free spanakopita and yes. you kind of looked at me like I was crazy because even though that's what I've eaten almost every meal since I've been here there's a more elegant side to Greek food right that hasn't really quite been discovered in the rest of the world and that's part of your mission yes. exactly this is our unique selling point that how we're going to transform this food that's been uh, been selling for years and years that everybody knows the souvlaki for example and discover that there are other dishes and other products that can be served to people and still be traditionally Greek yeah and do you put your own spin on some of the traditional Greek foods do you find ways to as uh, Emeril Lagasse would say kick it up a notch in other words do you take these traditional foods and make them more interesting more elegant more refined yes. well it's not I'm not talking about food I'm talking about products Greek products and then we transformate the, the products to food and this is this is our mission to show we have a lot of different products in Greece like vegetables like fish like uh, meat but uh, things the Europeans they don't know that exist so the problem seems to be that in the eyes of the rest of the world Greece is moussaka and spanakopita and cheese pie and you said to me earlier these are Greek fast foods really and there's a whole different side to Greek food and more importantly on this show Greek wine that the world is yet to discover. Yes, yes. This is a big part of uh, of our mission, the wine. The wine. And uh, I think since now it's uh, 20 or 30 years that uh, there is a kind of revolution in Greece. In Europe also. Yeah. And about the wine and the gastronomy. They, they goes together. So if we, if we want to have good food, you have to have uh, good wines. And now it's easy. And well, there, were, there was a time when the wines here from Nausa were essentially bulk wines, right? Yes. And now you've got all of these young winemakers and also companies like Kiriani that are making some incredibly elegant wines. I mean, I loved everything I tasted today. Not necessarily every wine was my personal taste, but I thought the quality of the winemaking was really exceptional, which I imagine is why you're sitting here today, right? Yes, there is something you don't know. Kiriani, the son of Kiriani, is uh, the new winemaker, but Kiriani, it's a legend in Greece. Yes. This guy, you know, when someone talks about 
wine, this is uh, Kiryani. And uh, when Kiryani talks about the wine, everybody stops and listens. So now you were off, George, to go try some other wines in the region. And is it fun to go see how far your homeland has come with winemaking? Do you see significant increases in quality every year? Of course, every, every year, not only from the producers that we already work with, but new producers coming up to the market, uh, offering new ways of sin- doing Sinomavro with different soils, yeah. with different tastes. And this is what the magical aspect of it, coming down here for a couple of days and discovering those new people and think, oh, we're going to take a few bottles of those to share it with the rest of the world. We just finished with a sparkling Sinomavro, and it's a rosé wine. And for those who don't like Chardonnay, for those who don't like Pinot Noir, and for that reason don't like Champagne, this is a great option, isn't it? It's like you taste it and you go, I don't know what I'm tasting, but I love it because it's so different than what's coming out of France, yet made Method Champenois. Do you sell a lot of that in your restaurant? The name is Akakias. This yeah. is a rosé Sinomavro sparkling. We have it in the restaurant. It works very nice. Very oh, well. good. And we have another uh, another sparkling from Peloponnesus. We have a lot of sparkling wines in Greece with the Greek varieties. That's uh, that's very special. And uh, I, th- I think we have a, lo- a lot of good wines now to show to our friends in Belgium or uh, to our European friends. <laughs> that's wonderful. All right, we got to wrap it up. George, Strophilia Restaurant. Where do people find more information if they're passing through Brussels and there's a good chance they will be if they're traveling Europe this summer? Best way to find you? Um, we have a website, www.strophilia.be, or on Facebook they can find us. Uh, and then as soon as they're in Brussels, they start asking around for a good Greek restaurant. Everybody knows Strophilia. <laughs> I've heard nothing but amazing things. Okay, gentlemen, I really appreciate it. I can't wait till I can come there and try the food myself. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very us. much, David. Thank you very You're much. very welcome. Thank we'll you. be back with more Grape Encounters from Greece next week on another special edition of Grape Encounters Radio. So be sure to check us out at this same time on this same station. In the meantime, fill up your glass and make it something new and different. Perhaps a Sonoma Vero from Nausa, Greece. I'm David Wilson, looking forward to speaking with you next week. 